Are you an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh new perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives. Someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of this podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, and I am your girl. I went from dropping out of high school and moving out on my own at 16, spending full days and nights on the streets, wanting to literally die. I have zero formal education and no previous experience in business or running a bakery or even just baking. I had a rough childhood, a tough past, and I conquered it all. I started a bakery called Chick Boss Cake, grew it to over a million dollars, and then, then I wrote a freaking book about how I did the whole dang thing called The Million Dollar Bakery. That's right, high school dropout writes a book. My story was recently referred to as quote unquote, the true underdog success story that we love to see via Narcity Canada. And I'm ready to share it live, in person, or virtually on your stage. For bookings, reach out to my team at RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full-disclosure, sweet-talk-scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. I, okay, you guys, I literally don't know how to even begin this podcast episode because I I don't even know. Like this episode is life-changing, okay? And I could not be more excited to share what I've learned with you guys and what I've been doing in my life to, like, I don't even know how to explain it right now. It's just like... I'm in awe of this thing that I recently figured out and I can't believe that like 
with all of my research, you guys, I literally listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks. I do so much research and I learn so many things from so many different people, from different mentors like Tony Robbins or Rachel Hollis, Brene Brown, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, like just to name a few. Okay. And I. I don't know how I've never tuned in to what I'm about to tell you until now, until this very moment. I literally decided this morning when I woke up that I was going to do a podcast topic on this today. And uh, here it is. So (laughs) um, I think that this is actually the key It's the answer to all of our questions, and it is the answer to how to change your life significantly, okay? And so this is not the typical, like, here's five ways to improve your life, or here's eight ways to improve your business. This is one way, one thing, one very simple thing, might I add. Um, And if you do this one thing, I am so confident that it will actually change your life. Okay, that's how confident I am in this topic today. And so let me just get into it. Okay. It's so okay. So it's only been a month since I decided that I was going to focus solely on my strengths or in other words, my gift, okay? That's what I decided I was going to do at the beginning of this year, which was a month ago, instead of my weaknesses, which I had previously like, Every January, everybody always thinks like, what do I need to work on this year? What do I need to improve upon? Um, And they go, I probably need to go to the gym more. I probably need to eat healthier, blah, 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 blah. Um, And I was no different. I literally did the exact same thing. And this year I decided to do something different and the opposite because I always had felt like I, I wasn't like, I just didn't feel like it was really getting me anywhere. And so I heard from somewhere that this idea of working on our strengths and our gifts is what we are meant to do. So then I found that piece of information and I fucking ran with it and I thought about it and thought about it. And I was like, this just seems, I don't know. It just, it seems too easy. It seems so like, basic, like, what do you mean? Just do what you're good at, work on your gifts. And I just thought, what do I have to lose? Like, I don't, maybe like life stays the same. Uh, Maybe it gets a little bit better. Like maybe it gets worse. I don't know. Like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to try it out and see how it goes. Okay. And in a month only, it's already been an extremely incredible experience so far and I really just can't wait to tell you about it and to be honest with you 
it feels like it's been a year in the sense of all of the things that I've done and accomplished in a month's time. Like, I can't believe that all of these things have happened in a month when, you know, if I think back like, oh, like last year or the year before, it's like maybe like half of those things would happen in like a year's time. So I don't know if that doesn't give you any kind of perspective or clarity or insight to what I'm about to talk about, then um, I don't know what will. And th this is saying a lot coming from me because um, I, I am like, I thought that, <laughs> okay, I don't know how to describe this, but I totally believed that I was already living the life of my dreams. Okay. And it, it was true. It felt true. It felt like I was living the life of my dreams because I didn't think and I didn't know that it could get better than what I was previously living. And so when it did, I was like, that, this is crazy. Like I already thought that I was living the life of my dreams and I, I was to my knowledge at the time, but this whole concept puts that to shame, which is like crazy to say. It is so crazy to say. And I want every single person who is listening to this podcast at this point to give this some deep thought, okay? If you have to go and re-listen to this episode two or three times, then do that, okay? But do me a favor and do yourself a favor and do not listen to this podcast episode if you are not willing to do what I'm about to tell you and just try it. Okay, because this shit is crazy. All right. Normally, I would give something that I'm currently working on a significant amount of time for um, experimentation or trials and errors before I actually begin to share my experiences um, with you guys because I love to do my homework and my research and I love to be extremely um, aware and knowledgeable, but this is just too magical to keep to myself. And even though I'm new on this journey of focusing all my energy on my gift, I've been researching and reflecting. Um, I've been reading so many articles about it and reflecting on my own life. And the more I do that, the more evidence I find to support the fact that this is the answer. It's always been the answer. And there were times in my life that I unknowingly did focus on my gift. And when I look back on those times, I can pinpoint the direct relation to the significant amount of success, acknowledgement, 
rewards and sheer joy and happiness that I felt in my life. And get this, it felt effortless, okay? In other words, it did not feel like work at all, which is crazy to me because I will get into what I perceive work to be like. I think it has to feel like work. And when I look back and I pinpoint these times in my life, I, I received so much from simply doing what I was gifted, doing what I was good at, which is creation, by the way, I'm a creative individual. And so when I talk about my gift, that's what mine is. And in a moment, I'm going to share how to figure out what your gift is, because you need to figure it out. And you need to implement it in your life every single day. Okay. And so I just was reflecting and I couldn't believe that those times in my life when I was creating things and I was being the creative individual that God made me to be, everything came to me and like it was drawn to me and it felt effortless. I didn't need to, you know, go out and make more money because the money was just drawn to me because I was exuding my gift. And so uh, this whole concept is absolutely crazy to me. And I appreciate if you feel a sense of skepticism. I totally did too. I'm definitely, um, I am a realist. I like facts. I like cold, hard information. And so, uh, you know, stuff like this, like, you know, the secret and the law of attraction and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's a little bit harder for me to believe in than maybe the average person. But when I look back and I see so much proof of it in my life, it's, you can't even deny it anymore. Okay. It is so cool. Um, and so it, it just astonished. It it was just astonishing to me that like, I wasn't able to see the direct relation, um, in my past when I would be pursuing my gift and how, when I did do that, everything else in my life aligned and became easier and I became happier it's amazing. So even though I'm technically just starting this journey, um, and I would just say like, I've been, I've been on this journey, but I wasn't aware that I was on that journey before. And I didn't, uh, recognize those times because I wasn't actively intentionally being creative every day. It would be like, I would be creative for like a month and then I would go like six months and not be creative and do things that I thought I needed to do. When, um, in hindsight, I just should have stuck with being creative and then everything else would have figured itself out. Okay. Which is crazy, but it's literally so true. So even though I'm just starting uh, this journey of, let's say, um, being aware of this and making this a priority and making it intentional of using my gift every single day, 
I've already lived through times in my life where I've witnessed it happening and had no idea or awareness that it was happening. Okay. So technically I've, I've, I've really reflected and can pinpoint those times. So that's why I'm sharing it with you guys today, because I feel like it's a moment of awareness or like what Oprah likes to call the aha moment. That's what I feel like this is. And I just can't believe that more people aren't talking about this. It is like mind blowing, okay? So the whole idea I'm talking about is that your number one priority in your life is to figure out what your gift is and everything you do in your life should be centered around you sharing your gift with the world. In other words, using your gift and making it the main focus in your life. So that means your job or career or what you do for work must be a career that allows you to use your gift every single day. So how do you determine what your gift actually is? Great question. So glad you asked. I can hear you asking that question through cyberspace. (laughs) And my answer is that most of us, if you have any sense of self-awareness whatsoever, Most of us innately know what our gift is, but the problem is that sometimes our minds become clouded with other people's thoughts and opinions. And so that's why I'm going to share my tips with you right now on how you can get clarity on what your gift actually is. Here are my tips. Okay. Number one. Your gift is something that you can do better than everyone else with the least amount of effort, all right? It should be something you're so good at that is effortless for you to do. That's number one. Number two, your gift is something that when you're doing it, The time passes by without you even being aware of it at all. You get so consumed by doing it and you don't notice time at all. Number three, a key to discovering your gift is reflecting back to your childhood and thinking about the activities that you loved to do as a child. This could be a major key indicator of what your gift may be, because when we're children, we don't think about all of these other things. We just want to do what we want to do. We want to do what we love to do, right? So that could be a really uh, key indicator factor of determining what your gift is. Everyone has a gift, and the sooner you figure out what yours is, 
the sooner you'll be able to live a life of passion, a life of purpose, and a life that is successful in all of those areas and financially. Keep in mind that your gift can have many different career routes, okay? And many different ways of how to utilize your gift. So your gift isn't necessarily that you are a writer, okay? It might be that you are a gifted writer, but your underlying gift would be that you are creative because that is the underlying gift that a writer has, okay? So if you identify that your gift is creativity, then career paths that would allow you to use it would be a writer, but it could also be an interior designer, a painter, a cake decorator, a singer, a songwriter, a movie director. It could be so many different things. And once you determine what your gift is, then you want to identify what seems fun to you. Like what would be the most fun for you to do, okay? So my gift is creativity. And there's lots of things I love to do that involve creativity, okay? I love decorating cakes and desserts. I love um, creating new products for my bakery. I love doing photography. I love photographing my products in really cool, captivating ways. I love doing creative marketing and branding. I love watercolor painting. I love, uh, I don't know if I said I love writing, but I love writing. Um, there's so many things I love to do, but I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a good singer per se. I wouldn't be a great songwriter per se, because that's not, I'm not as passionate about those things. Sure. I love to sing, but it's not something that I would pursue doing. So just because I'm creative doesn't mean I should do all of those things. I should identify that my gift is creativity. And then I should determine what I love to do with my gift of creativity. Okay. That is the key. And so another example is if your gift is athleticism, you could be a personal trainer. You could be coach of a team. You could be a kinesiologist. You could be a sports broadcaster. You could be an athlete yourself if you wanted to be that. Um, and another example, if your gift is talking and communicating, you could be a public speaker, you could be a manager, you could be a customer service person, you could be a salesperson, so many things. But the underlying thing is if your gift is talking and communicating, then guess what? You need to be talking and communicating majority of your day. Okay, so don't go and try and be a writer where you are locked up in your house with your computer all by yourself for several hours a day alone if your gift is communicating because you will never, ever, ever find happiness, success, or fulfillment by doing that, okay? 
Last example here I have for you, okay? If your gift is patience and helping people, you could be a nurse or a teacher or a daycare worker, a coach, a life coach, a business coach, etc. Um, and so if you like, can you see how your gift can take on so many different career paths? Um, but you don't don't be confused because just because you'd be okay at being a nurse, for example, and you kind of love helping people, but let's say that your true gift that you love and get excited about is actually creativity, okay? Then you have to go with a career in creativity. Just because you think you'd be a, a, a good nurse or you like the idea of being a nurse, but it's not something that gets you super excited and fueled up, um, then it's not for you and you need to go with your gift. That's the whole point of this. And I can guarantee you a lot of people are living their lives in careers that they thought that society needed them to do, or they thought that their parents wanted them to do, or, um, just what they thought would be a successful and safe career choice. And they are not living their gift. And that's why they're not feeling fulfilled. And they're only reaching a certain level of success in their life and not the abundant level that you can actually achieve by pursuing what your actual gift is. Okay. It's not about finding which path is kind of okay. It's about finding which path is epic and makes you feel alive and is your gift. Okay. So how do you know if you are currently going against your gift or you're currently in a job or a career that is not your gift? How do you know? My friends, it is extremely freaking obvious for you to identify if you're going against your gift in this lifetime. All right. You will feel bored at work. You will feel tired in your life every single day. You will feel unfulfilled and uninspired, and you will feel like you would rather stay home and call in sick than be excited and go into your job. And that's the best way that I can describe it to you is that's how you would feel. If you currently feel like being at home and doing nothing is more appealing than going to your current job, that is an indicator that you are not utilizing your gift, okay? And Chad and I talked about this in our first podcast of season two, how um, right when we first started this concept, we start we talked about it at the beginning of January and we talked about how we were going to do this. And but we hadn't actually like made any uh, leeway with it. We were just basically starting it. So we didn't have this much stuff to share with you. And so if you if you, let's say you love the company that you work for, let's say they offer you like great benefits, you love your coworkers and everything like that, um, but you don't love the actual job that you're doing in and of itself, 
chances are there are other positions that will allow you to do your gift, okay? Because every single business runs with different departments, different job duties that require different gifts and different skill sets, okay? If your gift is talking and you are working in uh, accounts payable or I don't know, something like that, uh, you need to switch departments and get yourself into customer service or a management role or some position where you can talk majority of your day if your gift is talking, okay? And you will notice a complete shift in your life And in your career, your boss will notice because you will be way more productive, okay? Happiness in employees equals productivity. And it also, it just, I don't care like how crappy your boss is, like they will be forced to recognize how amazing you're doing at the company when you are in the right role that aligns with your gift, okay? So if you're currently feeling bored or stuck or tired or all those things, that is a clear sign you are not working in your gift. And uh, if you determine that your gift is creativity and you're currently uh, in a career doing payroll or accounting, for example, you're in the wrong place and chances are you're feeling extremely unhappy and tired. You guys, tiredness, if you are feeling constantly tired every single day, it's because you are working so hard to try to keep up with something that is not fulfilling you and energizing you. Because when you follow your true path and your true gift, you will not be tired. You will be excited. You will be uh, jumping out of bed every single day, excited for what the day is going to bring and excited for the fact that you get to offer your gift to the world and you get to do that, okay? Going against your gift will never, ever lead to a life filled with happiness or success because you will always be in a state of struggle and grind, all right? I've been there. I know exactly what that state feels like. It is a hopeless state and you are tired. You feel inside like you are dying because you know you're not aligned with what you need to do, whether you're aware of it like consciously or it's a subconscious thing, but your body is telling you and it will give you physical signs if you are in the right direction or not, okay? So I just want to tell you about um, some of my experiences that I have noticed just in this past month where I have been prioritizing and intentionally using my gift since I made my gift of creativity a main focus in my life. These are the things that I've noticed, okay? Number one, everything else in my life that is not my gift flows easily and falls into place easily with minimal effort, okay? I've received multiple 
offers for keynote speaking engagements without actively doing much to find these opportunities, okay? They came to me. Yes, I had to make it clear that I I am a keynote speaker and that I do have a story and I do have a book. So yeah, I'm going to post about it. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not actively emailing people and asking them to have me at their um, event or speaking engagements. And I am being sought out to do these things with minimal effort. And I'm telling you minimal effort, like the only effort I'm putting in is posting that I am a keynote speaker and talking about that I'm a keynote speaker. That's literally all I've been doing. Okay. So it's crazy. Number two, money and success in our business has been flowing without me actively and tirelessly tirelessly, tirelessly (laughs) pursuing it. Okay. And so in the past, I've always been so, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like just so aggressive in pursuing money and success because to me, money does buy happiness. It buys me time to be able to, um, do the things that I love. So money is not the enemy. Money is a tool. It's a very important tool. And so I thought the only way to get it was to actively pursue it because that's what all of the people that I follow and mentors talk about. They talk about like going after it and, and um, doing the things that you need to do. But I've noticed that since I stopped doing that and since I started um, focusing mostly on my gift every single day of, of creating, this stuff just flows to me. Like, it's fucking weird. Like, I don't even know how to describe it other than that. Like, it's insane. And so that is a very clear sign to me because it's just so different than how I was in the past. And number three... I'm receiving recognition and offers for new and exciting opportunities without initiating. So kind of similar to my first point, but for me, it's like I'm literally spending less time. I'm not even kidding you. Okay. I'm spending less time on social media. If you sent me a DM or a message, you will notice that it takes me much longer to respond because I am busy creating. And when I'm creating, I literally turn my phone on silent and I will choose when I want to pick up my phone and when I want to respond to emails or DMs. And I'm much more intentional about my creating time and I I treat it with seriousness. And so I have been receiving so many more messages and, and, um, so many, I've been getting so many more followers and stuff like that from not, from being on social media less. So, which doesn't make sense to me because like fundamentally it doesn't really make sense, but just the fact that that's what's happening is also another sign that I am doing what I need to be doing and that those things will come to me. Okay. Number four, I'm creating new things for my business and my customers and people are responding with enthusiasm and excitement and kindness and they're buying the things that I'm creating, okay? Which is like from a creator's perspective, 
the best feeling in the world is creating something that other people love and appreciate. And I say that because ultimately that's why anyone like really creates it's to like provide this beautiful work of art to the world in hopes that people it will resonate or move people or they'll be drawn to it. And, um, I don't go into projects with that in mind. I go into projects with like my own thoughts and my own ideas. And I I just go in like with what I want to do and with no real thought process as to if people will like this or not. Okay. And I think that that is the key is not having parameters around, your creativity and just doing what instinctively feels right for you. And then people will be drawn to it naturally. Okay. Number five, I have energy and excitement to start my day and the days don't feel long enough. Okay. Because I have so much fun. I literally get disappointed to stop what I'm doing and close up shop for the day. I I actually, I can't even believe that like I'm saying this, but I actually feel disappointment that I have to stop what I'm doing and go and uh, unwind and watch some TV or go and do whatever I need to do, go and make dinner or whatever. Um, I actually feel a sense of disappointment, which is crazy because most people, when they're in a job that doesn't fulfill them and doesn't inspire them, they can't wait to like clock out and go home. So what does that say? That's a clear indicator for sure. Um, and then number six, which is my last point is, um, kind of similar to another previous point, but more people are being drawn to me more of the right people are being drawn to me um, without me pursuing them or making any extra effort. Like I said, I'm gaining so many new followers and new friends and stuff like that. And I'm spending less time on social media and less time pursuing those things. So uh, it's just so cool when, when I, you know, think about it and share this with you guys. Like this is just, this is crazy because this is just in the last month, you guys. I cannot wait to see what the result will be by the end of the year, because if this if if it keeps going like month after month like this, which I'm sure I will run into some kind of struggle or hard time at some point always happens. But now that I know this information, I can't unknow it. And I mean, it seems to be very obvious and it seems to be working really, really well. And so pursuing your gift is a magnet for people, success, and happiness to literally engulf your life. That's what I've experienced, okay? So if there's so much opportunity to live the ultimate lives of our dreams, then what's stopping everyone from using this in their own lives? That is the question, right? Like what is stopping the majority of the population from doing this and living the life of their dreams. This is what it is, guys. Fear. 
fear that it won't work, fear of changing, fear of trusting in this unknown process that sounds too good to be true, fear of quitting a career that they've been stuck at for 25 years because they'll lose their benefits or seniority. It all boils down to fear and being comfortable where we are, even if that means feeling tired, unhappy, and unfulfilled. Whenever I get fearful, I hand that fear over to God or the universe or whatever you believe in to deal with that because I... It doesn't serve me, and I just feel like they'll know what to do with it much, much better than I will, right? So I just surrender that to the universe, and I move on. So I'm not ignoring the fact that I'm feeling fearful or scared. I feel those emotions just like any other human being on the planet, but I don't carry it with me, I don't hold it, and I certainly don't feel it for long extended periods of time. And most importantly, I don't let it hold me back from doing the things I want to do. That is the answer. And so I'm gonna tell you a little story here. Um, Last year, I used my gift of creativity. Okay. I had, I did not talk about my gift as creativity. I've always known that I was creative, but I never associated it with a gift because I was, I did not know of this concept even a year ago. Okay. So last year, this is just me reflecting on last year. I used my gift of creativity to write and publish a book. Okay. And I loved every moment of everything about that entire process, okay, except for the part where I finished it. I felt like I needed to go back to doing actual work because I felt a sense of guilt almost Because writing my book felt like I was taking away time that I should be focused on my bakery business. So I felt that way because writing my book did not feel like work enough for me to consider it work. So I went on to, I finished my book loved the whole process of it. And then I was like, okay, I just spent, you know, like half the year writing my book, publishing my book. So now I need to actually work the rest of the year. So I went on to dive right back into areas of my life that, that felt hard and that felt like work. Okay. And, and I mean, I'm talking about this now and I feel like it's, I was almost like, punishing myself in a weird way because I was like, 
I was like, I, I didn't feel like I worked the first six months of this year because it felt so fun and so fulfilling and so cool to, to just wake up excited every day and write a book. Okay. And I felt like now I needed to make up for that time by actually doing work or what I considered to be work. Right. So in doing so, um, the rest of the year basically sucked. Okay. And I mean, like, I don't mean that in the sense that every day was awful or shit because, um, I'm optimistic person. And to be honest, like I just, I can see the good in every single day, but compared to the beginning of the year, the rest of the year sucked. Okay. Nothing flowed properly for me. Everything felt hard because I mean, I was making it hard. I was making sure I felt like I was working and areas of my life that had always been fairly easy started to become challenging. Like creativity wasn't flowing at all. Okay. Because I wasn't allowing it to flow. My relationship wasn't great, which it had always been really easy, really laid back. And there was just issues. And I was focused on marketing my book, which, okay, you guys, you know that I love branding and marketing. It is like my strength. It's how it's one way that I love to channel my creativity. But when you have to brand and market your damn self, okay, and your story, of overcoming these really significant challenges and being extremely open and vulnerable, which I am not good at. It is not my strength to be open and vulnerable, but I try to do it because I see the good that it does in the world. Um, And that's what gets me through. It was just really hard for me to do that, okay? I felt a lot of resistance doing it, and I... I didn't really know why, but I just, I did not feel connected to marketing and branding my book, which is crazy because I put so much uh, love into writing my book and so much time and I loved the whole process of it, but it, it wasn't the kind of branding and marketing that I'd recognize and know to be fun and creative for myself. Um, like how I normally would feel in my bakery business, right? Because I love doing that. I love that kind of branding and marketing. But trying to promote myself as an introvert and as someone who was sharing a very personal story of struggles in a book for the first time ever, which by the way, these are some stories that my husband didn't even know, was a whole new animal for me. Okay. And I did not love branding and marketing my book, even though I knew it was going to change the lives of other people. I just had a hard time with it because it felt like I had to be like, it it just, it didn't feel natural to me. Um, 
as like a down to earth introverted person um, who is generally pretty quiet and reserved unless I have something I'm very passionate about that I'm not quiet and reserved. Um, but for me to go out and tell everyone that they needed to write my book, like it's not my personality to be like, look at me, 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 me. Like it's just, it's literally the polar opposite. And so even though I knew that they needed to read my book, I was fighting a battle between, yes, I want people to read my story, but also, no, I don't want too many people to read my story, okay, which I understand is fundamentally stupid, um, but it, it was a struggle. It was just, I'm just being real with you. It was just really hard for me because it, I, I don't even know how else to describe it, but that, it was just really hard. So just to be clear, I don't want anyone to misconstrue this at all, but just to be perfectly clear, I do want everyone to read my book and I do hope for it to be picked up by a major publisher one day. Um, but the whole self-promotion part of it felt so not like me, just, it was not my personality. And now that I've known that my gift is creativity, um, it, it makes a lot of sense that I enjoyed the creative process of writing the book, but the self-promotion part just didn't feel right. So my point of this story is that I've had more opportunities this past month from doing absolutely nothing but embrace and use my gift every day than I did during several months of trying to do what I thought I needed to do in order to be successful. And so how interesting is that point, right? It's to me is crazy because I lived through these situations, okay? I recently just heard a couple of really powerful statements uh, that are actually from the Bible, supposedly, I don't know. I consider myself to be more of a more spiritual than religious, I would say, um, just because I'm very open minded and accepting of everyone's beliefs. And I don't believe that there's a right or a wrong way to believe in something. Whereas like I found with uh, religions, they can often be mean or uninclusive and really close minded towards other people's values and beliefs. And so I just don't connect with that personally. Um, I was I was raised in a Catholic environment where sure, some of their values were important, like be kind to thy neighbor and don't steal and all of those things for sure. But also it claimed that being gay was a sin and that if you didn't believe in the same God that the Catholic Church did, that they were wrong and less of a human, which couldn't be like the polar opposite to my beliefs of inclusivity, love, and kindness towards all humans, okay? So anyways, this is not a religious rant, but yes, I believe in God. Um, I believe that God is whatever you want it to mean. So if you think God is the universe or God is God or whatever, then that's what you believe and that is totally fine. Anyways, these were the statements that I recently came across that slapped me upside the head um, in my process of working on my gift, okay? And this is just crazy to me. So it is Proverbs eighteen sixteen, and it says, this is from the Bible, okay? It says, a man's gift makes room for him. 
meaning. God has put a gift or talent in every person that the world will make room for. It is this gift that will enable you to fulfill your vision. And so it means that you don't need to know how your gift will create the happiness, the success, and the abundance. Just leave that part up to God or the universe and you just work on pursuing your gift. That is your job, okay? And I just thought like, holy shit, that is cool because I've been, I just found out about this and I've been doing it and I see the benefit to it and I see everything making room for me in my life because I'm pursuing my gift and it's actually happening. And I'm like, this is fucking weird, okay? I don't even know what's going on, it's crazy. And so all you have to do is what you love to do and do what comes naturally to you. Do what you find fun and that like do what passes time so quickly that you feel like there's not enough time in the day because you're so excited to do this thing that is your gift. Are you serious? That's literally all you have to do. Okay. And now I'm going to talk about why people are not doing that. And it's because we have been so conditioned to believe that work has to be hard. It has to feel hard. It has to feel like work. And I've realized that that is just something that society wants us to believe so that they have people who believe that, who believe that they have to feel like it's work and who feel like it has to, who believe that it has to feel like uh, it's hard and it's challenging and like grueling, right? So that they have people that believe that statement so that they have people to do the work that needs to get done, but doesn't necessarily fulfill the person. So the interest of society as a whole is for our society to run efficiently as possible. Okay. So they want people to do the hard work, like the factory work that no one wants to do. No one's gift is to stand on a production line doing the exact same task for eight to 12 hours a day. No one's gift, okay? Um, and I know lots of people that work at factories. I have friends that do. And um, just because the job is easy or it has perks or it has whatever you're telling yourself it has to keep you there, the one thing it doesn't have is the fulfillment of your gift, okay? So I'm not saying that there is not um, perks and benefits that go along with these types of jobs, but I'm just saying that it's, it's definitely not your gift. And if you're in denial of that or this statement makes you feel angry because you work in a factory, um, then maybe 
you know, I'm a firm believer that anytime that we get offended by something, there is truth and meaning in our lives that we need to unpack to ask ourselves why it's making us offended by it. Okay. And I know that these jobs pay well, $20, $25, $30, $35 an hour. But have you ever wondered why they pay so well for doing the same repetitive task over and over again all day long? That would probably take somebody like maybe a day to train somebody else to do because the job is so repetitive. They pay so well because no one would want to do the job otherwise. Okay. It's just a fact. Think about it. Sure. You can support your family on a job like that. Definitely. Okay. But what if let's just play devil's advocate here. And I'm not just talking about factory jobs. Okay. I'm talking whatever job you're doing that is not fulfilling and that is making you tired and making you hate your life or not even hate your life. Just not just, just feeling average, just feeling mediocre because that's not good enough for me. That's not what I want for my life. I don't want to feel like, meh, I, I don't know. It's, it's not good. It's not bad. I don't want to ever feel mediocre. And I don't want any of my listeners or my followers or my customers to live another day in a life where they feel like, meh, mediocre. No, that is why I'm so passionate about sharing what I'm sharing because I know there's a better way. Okay. So yes, you can support your family on a job like that. But what if you guys could support your family, be happy and fulfilled, have a sense of purpose, be energized and excited every day and have excess money, excess money to treat your family with. What if that, what if that were the possibility? Stop sleepwalking through life. It's time to wake the fuck up. And here I go about to scrap the sweet talk. Are you ready for it? I don't know if you are. (laughs) You're not too old. You're not too busy. You are not too tired. You can make the time. You're not too late. You're not too far gone. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Listening to this podcast episode, wherever you are, if you're in your car, if you're at your office desk, if you're at home on your bed, if you're on your couch, wherever the fuck you are, this is your wake up call. I'm Rebecca Hamilton here to sound the alarm to wake you up to your own life 
and start right here and right now, wherever you're at, and start pursuing your gift. And once you do, you just sit back and you watch God or the universe or whatever you believe in make room for you.